You are listening to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR Network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another one of our Walking Dead reviews here on Let's Get Ready Network. We're here talking about Season 11, Episode 7. We got, uh, this is the penultimate episode of the first third of these episodes that are dropping. Uh, We have one more next week, and then it wraps up until probably about January, February. But uh, we had a lot of stuff that went down in this episode. I'm looking forward to talking about it here. With my co-host, as always, for any given show day and for these Walking Dead reviews, Corey Cameron. How you doing today? And what did you think of this uh, penultimate episode of this first third? Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing great. Uh, today has been a great day. Uh, just finished watching the episode, like everybody else here, uh, and I, I enjoyed it actually. Uh, it's kind of what i didn't expect for a penultimate episode because normally like we said last week uh the the second to last episodes always got something major that happens there's usually like some some big uh big event or something that that goes on in the the penultimate episodes of each each uh half of the season um that we that we've gotten like in the last few years so uh and nothing necessarily happened huge um, for me at least, uh, but I still enjoyed it, uh, as far as, uh, development of a few characters and where we see people on their journeys. So, uh, I, I thoroughly, uh, enjoyed this one. So, uh, and, uh, it's good to, to again, talk to you this week again, uh, and can't wait to get into this episode a little more. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Cause like normally at this point in the show, uh, this would be about halfway through the season, but at this case, in this point, it's actually close to a third of the way through the season. We still have sixteen, or actually seventeen more episodes left yeah. uh, of the entire series at, at this point because it is the final season. Um, so everything seems to kind of be building, but you know, it's not like there's going to be some massive thing that happens halfway through like there normally would. If that is to happen, you think it might happen closer to halfway through the next batch of episodes that we get next year. Yeah. If it's, if they stick by that sort of halfway through thing, um, then it would probably be around episode like, you know, uh, 12 or something like that. 13, um, which we, I guess we kind of got last season. I think the whole alpha uh, Negan killing alpha thing happened in episode 12 or 13 last, last season, some somewhere around there. So, um, that would kind of make sense that some big event occurs. But uh, a- as we are right now, we have, as we get into talking about this episode, uh, which I really enjoyed too. I'm, I'm liking sort of where they're headed and I'm interested to sort of ha- see how it all resolves or what sort of cliffhanger we get next week. But yeah. we are following Maggie and Negan and uh, Gabriel and uh, Elijah and still, still don't really know what happened with uh, Alden. I guess he's still 
in that in that yeah, church somewhere. In that church. <laughs> and they kind of they ditched him and forgot about him for a while here. But um, we we did get them sort of like uh, where we left off last week, sort of escaping the uh, ravage. The sorry, the Reapers, uh, which Daryl has sort sort of fed them some information. So they get to a point here in the woods where uh, they sort of are, are talking between Maggie and Negan, and Negan is still like headstrong about let's just get back home, while uh, Maggie and uh, Father Gabriel are like, no, we, we need to still get the food. And Negan makes a comment like, really, you're going to do all this for a sack of beans? But he says, sort of makes a deal with Maggie that if, if he continues along with them, because they need him, they really do need him, because he's one, he's a, a big uh, arm for them right now. That it, he, she needs to basically back off, and he needs to ha know that he doesn't need to keep looking around his sh shoulder. Uh, that Maggie's gonna kill him at any at any moment, and she's like, "Really, you would you would take my word?" And he and he says, "Yes," and she. Uh, says all right and agrees to it, but get, you know they sort of Gabriel asks her like, Are, "Do you really stick to your word here?" And she's like, "I really hope I can." So there's no guarantee that she might still try to kill this guy eventually. Yeah. But at this point, they sort of they shake hands and, and make this bargain. So I love the sort of evolution of the dynamic between Nag Maggie and Negan. Uh, I almost just said Nagy, which definitely no. You're not going to ever ship <laughs> no, these two. Can't but. ship these two. <laughs> you're not going to ship them. <laughs> uh, but uh, I do love sort of where where their uh, relationship, if you would call it that, as different characters that are at each other's throats all the time, has sort of evolved to this point of trust. And uh, so it definitely was a, a big moment, I think, here to kick kick off this episode. Uh, but what are your sort of initial thoughts on it so far here? Yeah. And then, like we've kind of been saying this this whole season so far, like the we there's a path that these two are taking right now, and as far as building trust, um, and we uh, kind of see Negan not necessarily fold to Maggie, but he has um, let down all of his like guard, all of his defenses, because he, he, he's trying to get her on his side um, and trying to get her to fully trust him uh, because it's uh, kind of at the point to where Negan, uh, Negan also needs Maggie. So um, he is, even though they do have different uh, philosophies on whether to go back to Alexandria with the food or not, um, they still do need to trust each other and need uh, each other uh, to, to get through this journey that they're on right now. So, um, and in that, Negan, Negan is kind of the first one to be like, all right, hey, like, I need you, you need me type of thing. And we see kind of later, later in the episode that they kind of be really honest with each other uh and, and negan kind of opens up uh really his his heart kind of to maggie uh but this initial uh agreement uh here uh is just another step forward uh into kind of the the ultimate picture that that i kind of see them and 
where Negan and Maggie are trusting each other um, fully kind of on each other's side and not like peeking behind each other's back per se. So um, this yeah. is kind of that, that next step forward. And maybe even working together, which is something that, you know, a lot of people yeah. maybe didn't think they would ever see on the show as those two uh, in that situation. But yeah, I, I definitely am curious to see how they further the evolution of those two characters together and, and where that sort of leads. Um, but we did have, uh, we kept, we picked up from where we left off last week as well with, with Daryl and he sort of, uh, in amongst with this, the Reapers here and, uh, sort of is scouting their food supply as offers the, the guy a cigarette and everything. But you can tell he's definitely like, Hmm, that's interesting. Cause that's their ultimate goal is getting that, getting some food back to Alexandria. So, you know, depending on where it leads between the, the clash between these groups and where we get later in the episode with the zombies coming in as well. Um, we'll sort of see how that, uh, that could be an interesting thing that they play back to. So, you know, I think a lot of times they do things on the show that then later lead to be like, oh yeah, remember that? Remember when Daryl was scouting the food? Like, you know, okay, we got, we got that in play here. Um, but you know, there, there's this exchange with Pope who at this point has certainly, lost it completely i think and and it totally gone off the deep end as a character and gone full-on sort of villain and you know is is talking about wanting to get revenge on, on these guys that have, that have killed their their brothers you know he's, he's yelling at the the group and leah's trying to talk him down and be like you know no you don't like yell at the the group because you know that, that that's no way to handle this and he just he's just totally off as a rocker at this point so um, this guy is, is at his wits end. And I, I, you know, we've seen what happens with these types of villains on the, on the <laughs> show. Like, I, I, I don't think it's going to end well for this guy, but, uh, it, it is an interesting thing because we, we sort of where he picked up where it ended last episode, it seemed like the, the guy that, uh, they were torturing there possibly revealed Daryl's true intentions to, to Pope, but we didn't sort of get any resolution to that in this episode per se. Um, however, there might be maybe a showdown that happens next week or something, but it was interesting that, that we didn't get any sort of mention of that yet, uh, but I figure that there's there's going to be something there. There's definitely something up with Pope, and maybe he knows something that Daryl doesn't realize he, do, he does. Yeah, and kind of talking about Pope and Leah's relationship as well, I... Um, she's very loyal to him because she kind of sees him as a, like a father figure, father, brother, family figure. Right. And uh, she says as much when they have that conversation yeah. sort of in the forest as they're walking towards. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's almost loyal to a fault. Um, I think yeah. uh, just because I don't think she has anywhere else to go uh, and kind of just, maybe being content with where she is right now. Uh, so I want to, well, we'll talk about kind of her and Daryl too, before I, I make some, some bold predictions, but okay, um, yeah. I, with her and Daryl, so Daryl also kind of sees, um, kind of sees her heart as well. Uh, and when they kind of like walking in the woods, they kind of talk about, 
um, their their actions and what they what they've done and kind of where where are they going from here? Uh, and they run into this this guy in the woods who's trying to find food for his family, and they or she calls into Pope uh, to tell him what what's happening, and Pope just gives orders to to kill the guy. Get rid of him. Yeah, kill him. And they they eventually follow the guy back to the family. They're they're hidden. They're kind of they're they're well hidden. But uh, the guy's wife is um, she's basically just fatally wounded um, to the point where the their their son is also with with them too. Uh, and they kind of say, "Hey, it's, it's it's time to go. It's time for for her to to kind of go." And she and the wife uh, just replies and says, "I'm ready." Uh, so the father and son get up and go, and the the wife is like, "All right, I'm ready. To, basically, you're ready to die." Leah holds up her shotgun um, and just points it at her head, but she can't pull the trigger. And she see the tears kind of flowing from her eyes and she she hesitates a second. And then eventually she doesn't doesn't shoot the lady. Uh, and Daryl uh, shoots him with shoots her with a crossbow. And then he asks, what are you going to tell Pope? And she kind of says, hey, I'm going to tell her that you you killed them all. Uh, and um, and it, it'll look good on you, Daryl, basically. Right. Um, so to kind of boost Daryl's, um, I guess, prestige with with Pope uh, and, and boast his uh, loyalty within within the Reapers group, um, and it comes down to where I think um, where I'm, I'm going to kind of make a bold prediction that Pope is going to kill Leah um, Ooh, at some point. Okay. So I think she's she's gonna be she's she's had all these chances to kind of prove not only prove to Pope that Daryl is is fully on their side, but also prove that she is also fully on Pope's side as well. Uh, and Pope has we we saw when we got introduced to Pope that she got locked in that house with Daryl that they got fully burned and whatever, but. Um, and I think there's going to be one too many chances for her to, to kind of prove herself or prove to Pope that Daryl is good. And she's going to just get caught up in, in something or whatever it is she's going to get caught up in, uh, where Pope is going to be the agitator. And I think she's going to, she's going to eventually die by the hands of Pope. So that's kind of what I... I'm going to gather and think um, and we'll kind of see what, what happens. Yeah, man. I mean, that that's, I don't know if that's as bold a prediction as, as you might make it out to be. I think that that might be an interesting way for them to go in this sort of story. And then how would Daryl respond to that? You'd think Daryl would yeah. want to get revenge. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I do like that, that idea. I'm, I'm thinking that might be where they go. I mean, this, this guy's going to do something seriously diabolical at some point here. If he hasn't already by like torching that guy with his boot there in the, in the fire, but right. like you know, I, I think to, to really establish him as a villain, he's gonna have to do something like that, like kill Leah, you know, and and, and or something there. But uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting sort of 
reveal of, of Leah's true character here where she, she can't, she doesn't have it in her to, to kill these stragglers, you know, that they, that they find this guy obviously wasn't in there for, for any ill intentions. He was just trying to help his family. And so they, they kind of make this decision to let him and, and the kid go. And, uh, and Daryl sort of, you know, cause the, the wife is, is definitely gone by this point. She's just going to turn if, if Daryl wasn't going to do that. So, uh, Daryl sort of takes care of her and, um, it's interesting that they, uh, she didn't, you know, Leah totally could have been like, no, I'm loyal to Pope and, and we're going to kill all, all three of them and, and get really dark about it. But she, she definitely shows that she's, I guess, a good person at heart and is, is only trying to, to sort of be loyal to Pope because of his, his sort of father daughter relationship that they have. But, uh, at, at the same time, this guy is seemingly pretty much gone at this point and total, totally lost it and and could yeah. just kill anybody at any point. So, yeah, it would be an interesting uh, w- way to see where they go with it, but with the dynamic with those characters. And, yeah, Daryl may be earning some prestige among the group, but if if that, uh, that guy has told uh, Pope that Daryl is actually part of the group and that he lied to all them and who he really True. is, because even Leah doesn't, know that at that point like she she still thinks he's a loner because she's they have that conversation as well so daryl has even had to lie to her even though he promised he would never do that so i mean what what's going to happen there between those three if that if that reveal happens and i i think it will see next week where that all goes so that that all could sort of collide together in that story of you know her trying to vouch for daryl that he, he he did the job and he killed these people and then he and Pimmy are like, are you sure about that? Because he lied to us. And then he reveals that uh, that who who Daryl really is. But then in the process, somehow maybe Leah takes a bullet for Daryl, or he he, he kills uh, Pope kills Leah. And then what what happens there with Daryl? And he's just gonna rage kill this guy, you know? So there's a lot of different directions I think that they could go with it. So I'm really sort of curious to see how it all because I feel like it's all gonna co- collide. Uh, next week, or, or yeah. at least maybe to to sort of end the, this first third here to sort of close out the the first um, act, if you would, of the final season. So yeah, and also this big herd that Maggie and Negan and uh, Gabriel have uh, collected are going toward the Reapers right now. So yeah, they're they're walking toward Daryl, and Daryl's going to have to show his show his cards at some point during this yeah. this little scuffle that's about to happen. So uh, we'll see kind of how that plays out next week and see if they find out, the Reapers find out Daryl, who, who Daryl really is, or if he can still be hidden amongst them and um, still operate within the Reapers. Yeah, for sure. So we do have this, uh, we kind of cut back to Maggie and Negan, that group here. And uh, they're sort of doing what I, what I was calling whisperer training uh with sort of using the whisperer technique of blending in with the zombies they have a few of them that are sort of tied up and and negan is sort of like teaching maggie how to sort of do it put on the mask and everything and then they have this very sort of uh intense conversation in the woods and going sort of going back and forth about what they've had to go through and and negan sort of it makes this big reveal because because Maggie asked her like if you, you could go back and like do it all over again what would you do and he said I I would kill every single last one of you 
you know, and, and it shows you that, yeah, Negan may have changed as a person, and to this point, he's helping them out. But if if this were to if you were to do it all over again and be back in that same position, you know, six or seven years ago, whatever, however long it's been at this point, that it, it, when he had them all lined up in in the row there, it would you know with the bat and everything, he he should have just got gone through the entire group. You know, and that that's a pretty like whoa, what a, what a moment for Negan like to sort of reveal that to to Maggie in that in that way, and you can tell that that she definitely still harbors that that feeling of wanting to kill him, and you know maybe maybe that's the reasoning sort of behind him saying, well, I should have killed every last one of you because now all of you have your own sort of vendetta against me. You all want to kill me in some way or the other because of what I did to just two of you. Right, but it's really also was interesting to get from his perspective what it was like to be attacked by them because mm-hmm. this he they just went through and slaughtered everybody at that satellite station and and Maggie was just making the argument oh there were no families or anything there when clearly they were and then he, as soon as Negan said that well, what about Gracie where did you find her I went thank you thank you Negan you make a great point like. I always sort of thought about that from his perspective. Yeah, he makes it out to be pretty nasty as a villain and everything, and the way he kills Glenn and Abraham. But it's like they kind of deserved it in a in a sick way because they went through and just killed a whole bunch of people. And it's like those people, as Negan points out, those people had girlfriends and boyfriends and families. So think of what it was like for him. So in that sense, yeah, he would be justified in killing all of them. Because they, they got to him first. So very, very interesting conversation there. And just furthers how how great the storytelling has been in this show and most in recent seasons and especially in the last couple seasons. Just the way that they're really able to evolve these characters and bring new depth and new meaning to them. And the way the actors are, are able to sort of portray that on screen is, is brilliant. So, yeah, that's, that's sort of my initial thoughts on, on that whole thing. But what about you, Corey? Yeah, and I I'm with you there. I'm like I'm glad that they showed or told Negan's point of view during that whole yeah. that whole Savior satellite uh, training or not training, but um, the situation there. Uh, but yeah, and it's good for him to get that out and voice that out because it's the first time I think that he has done that. Uh, to to anybody in the the original I, I would say like the original group so uh, it's it was good for him because it's it's now off his shoulders and just out in the open uh, for for people to think about and particularly Maggie uh, in this situation but it's uh, I'm like I said I'm glad that um, they were able to to put that out in the open like that. Uh, and give the perspective of the saviors uh, at the time, because at the time they were, at least the satellite group there was just minding their own business and, and doing their own thing. They weren't they weren't hurting anybody. Um, yeah. We knew the, the Alexandrias and the the Hilltop and Kingdom all knew kind of that this the saviors were a bad group, but this particular satellite group at the time weren't doing anything uh, to harm anybody. Uh, and uh, he brings up Gracie and uh, the families of, of all those people. Uh, and he was 
uh, he kind of justified it to himself that what he did uh, to Glenn and Abraham uh, and uh, just revealing that, hey, if if I didn't like y'all, <laughs> if, if I didn't find some type of of of, of grace in, in your group and Rick and Carl and and all of them and Daryl, he would have he would have killed them all at that point. So, uh, like I said, it, it was uh, it was good to see that they were able to to get that out um, as uh, a storytelling team because it's it is now time to since this is the last season, it's time to wrap all of this these stories up uh, into to one thing and um, whatever needs to to be said needs to be said now or. We're not going to know as as fans, as watchers of the show, as followers of the comic book, all, all these things, the, just the fandom of The Walking Dead. So um, I'm glad that they were able to, to get that out. Yeah, me too. I agree with all that for sure. And sort of what, where we go next with this group uh, will be interesting to see. And, and as of right now, they're sort of uh, they, they completed their whisperer training and they're leading at least Maggie and Elijah leading the the horde yeah, towards the Reapers, as uh, sort of we think here. And uh, we're not sure where Negan is. I think he's probably uh, in there as well. But, uh, you know, the, the episode sort of uh, concludes, and then we'll, we'll get to the stuff with the Commonwealth here as well. But the Elijah and Maggie sort of at the front of this horde, and, and Elijah sees his um, one of his loved ones here as a zombie amongst the group. And, that was sort of one of the things that that uh, they t discussed earlier on about like seeing your loved ones and how tough that is when they're mm -hmm. turned and they're fully fully turned and everything. So that sort of played off here at the end of this episode, and and um, you know Elijah just like nearly breaks. You're like you're worried that he he's gonna break. Yeah, like, I thought he was if, gonna. I thought he was gonna yeah. completely break down. I was like, oh, that's it for him. Yeah, because <laughs> we've seen that on the show before too, where yep. they're amongst the the you know even the whispers amongst the, the zombies, and one of them breaks, and oh, that's it. So that, that very well could happen. But Maggie sort of settles him down and grabs his hand, and as they sort of lead onward, so I think it was one of those like they make you think he might go there, but right. then they sort of like, oh, okay, no, no, let's yeah, it's. It's fine for now, for now. But um, so showdown between zombies and, and reapers next week, I think, is something that we're we're headed towards. If if indications of this end of this episode or anything, but we did get back to the Commonwealth as well here, and some major major developments going on in this part of the story as well in this episode, including the introduction of somebody that I absolutely yes. loathe. From the comics and somebody yes. that I already fucking despise. Uh, and we'll sort of talk about him here as we go, but we get sort of the aftermath of them being arrested la last week. Sort of what they have to do, their their punishment, if you would, their community service is sort of clearing out some of these areas of, of, of the Commonwealth, the outskirts of the Commonwealth of the zombies. So uh, we get e Eugene and um, Ezekiel, Princess. Stephanie and they're all sort of going through the zombies and it's interesting Stephanie and uh, Eugene's dynamic here between the two characters where he's sort of saying like oh you probably haven't had to do this in a, in a little while because she's been uh, you know sort of so used to life in the commonwealth and now it's back out killing zombies for the first time in probably a few years for her so you can tell that she's sort of just getting used to that um, but yeah we do get some some another appearance here by uh, Hornsby who comes in and sort of 
uh, lays everything out for for the characters and sort of what they have to do. And uh, you can tell the the my favorite part of this whole like first part with them is uh, King Ezekiel with the with the lollipops as he's just so excited about the fact that he has access to candy that he's now basically willing to do anything to sort of uh, appease the group and get in get in with the Commonwealth. He's like happy to help now. Yeah. Uh, despite having a little bit of setback with his health, he seems like he's in pretty rough shape health wise. And they're sort of like, well, there's actual hospitals here. Like you should go and get yourself checked out. So I do worry about King Ezekiel making it out of this show. Uh, I think with his sort of the illness and everything, they're sort of, uh, he, he might not make it to the end of the season, which is really super sad because they've done a lot more with him on this show than I think they ever were able to do in the, in the comics. So, mm-hmm. um, Really, really like this first little bit with the group uh, in, in the Commonwealth here and sort of getting used to that life. But, uh, yeah. Uh, what about you, Corey? Yeah, and I was – because we didn't get them last week at all. So I was like, well, all right, what are they going to do with them? Uh, are they going to completely put them in jail? Are they going to do what they're doing now in community service? And they, they went that route. Uh, and clearing out uh, these these houses for, I guess, potential expansion of the Commonwealth. Uh, so uh, they're, they're fulfilling their their duty. Uh, and I was kind of surprised at Eugene and just his his skills of of killing walkers. Now, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> in the past, we we have seen him kind of just be timid and scared and and whatnot. And here you see him just like full out going, being, being slick and whatever, and just with the knife and stabbing walkers in the head uh, with Stephanie. And as I was like, all right, Eugene, I, I see you. So um, that was a a complete shock to me uh, and him really just defending himself there. He's a pro now. He's had a yeah. lot of experience. <laughs> yeah, just just going from Alexandria to the Commonwealth is, is yeah. a lot of <laughs> a walker, <laughs> walker training and killing. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and the the Ezekiel uh, stuff, uh, I I'm with you there too, uh, and where his storyline is going to go from here, and his health and uh, his his tumor slash cancer, whatever he has. Uh, there, the the growth on his his neck uh, is there, and it is affecting him. And he he he's physically tired from doing this this community service and clearing out houses. And you see that, and uh, you see him kind of go back, get checked out. They give him the medicine and and antibodies and whatnot, and come back all all springy. <laughs> and uh, he's just like, all right, I got lollipops and, and whatever. So uh, we'll kind of see how long that lasts uh, with him. Uh, and princess is, is being, doing her, her princess thing. She, we didn't really get too much of her this, this episode. And Not her, enough for my her, liking. Yeah. Her antics, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. So kind of just moving forward, like in, in Hornsby, uh, he's still, very shady to me. And yeah. Whatever. Just the look of this yeah. guy. It's like, there's something it's off like, of him. It's like, take the suit off, man. He's too nice. <laughs> He's yeah. uh, so I don't know what his motives are just yet. Uh, they haven't been, been revealed. So uh, it's a, a character to keep your eye on. 
for sure, because he's not somebody that was in the comics. So right. uh, it'll be sort of interesting to see there. But uh, we also have Yumiko sort of demanding a meeting with Pamela Milton. So we'll probably get the introduction of her next week, I'm guessing. However, uh, th that things may have changed because we do get her meeting with her brother in the train station and they sort of start talking and they straight up come in and arrest this guy because apparently she sort of broke protocol by demanding a meeting with uh, the governor here and that they kind of didn't really like that for some, some reason. So she kind of is a little freaked out by that. She meets up with Hornsby and sort of is, is trying to, he's like, well, why, why aren't you going through me? I said I was the one that could help you. Uh, you, you going straight to the gut, straight to governor Milton. Like, you know, that, that, that's not really the right way to go about this. So she's sort of pulling the lawyer thing here, but, uh, we'll, we'll kind of see as, as we get later in the episode, what happens. And if she does eventually meet Milton, uh, Pamela Milton, but speaking of characters with the last name Milton. So, yeah, so we have this scene where we are introduced to the horrible, despicable heel that is, uh, Mr. Sebastian Milton, and he's on his date uh, that gets interrupted by Eugene and uh, uh, Stephanie, who are in the the only ones in the vicinity. This guy's supposed to have his, his own private security, but they, they aren't really doing their job very well, apparently, because uh, they get swarmed by zombies, and uh, Eugene and Stephanie have to take care of them. And as, as he complains about them saving his life, as Eugene says, you know, we just saved your life, this fucking guy, uh, the, the girlfriend that he's with is slowly being attacked by a zombie, and, and uh, Stephanie's trying to get his attention as they're arguing, but doesn't. So she's able to kill the zombie right before it gets to the girlfriend, but splatters all over her. And, and of course, that's the, the worst possible thing to this guy, this Sebastian guy, and... Uh, he complains about it, and Eugene gets to the point where he's had enough, and he just straight up decks him right in the nose. And uh, so, man, what what just like a, a, a worst place in the wrong time or right place in the wrong scenario kind of thing for these characters here because uh, it looks really bad on the surface even though they just saved their lives. But, of course, yet again for what feels like the third or fourth time now, Poor Eugene gets arrested by the, the Commonwealth security and uh, taken back because he, he punched the governor's son in the face. So, man, what a way to establish some heat on this Sebastian Milton because, man, he's we haven't, yeah, we haven't even scratched the surface without how much <laughs> you all might hate this guy by the end of it, depending on where they go. But, whew, man, uh, what a way to sort of uh, continue with this arc here in the Commonwealth. Uh, I feel so bad for Eugene, just like, you know, he did what Eugene would do and, and stood up for himself, because that's where the characters sort of evolved to and, and decked this fucker, but uh, kind of got punished for it. So um, we'll see as we sort of wrapped up with them in this episode. He may or may not have a revealed to Hornsby the location and the rest of the group of Alexandria. So yeah. we'll, we'll see, but like, man, there's, I really, really like, I think out of all the arcs this season, the Commonwealth one has been the one that I've been most invested and in, most interested in. So we'll sort of see where they go with it next week. Cause it's definitely not just like, they're going to wrap it up next week. Like they might do with the Reapers. 
it's going to sort of continue throughout the entire final season. So, yeah, I, I was uh, definitely on the edge of my seat for this, and I think I might have yelled at the television a couple times at this <laughs> Sebastian character that just, just needs to die. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> what about you, Corey? You yeah, I would, I'd have been like, look, nobody likes Sebastian. The security guards don't even like him because they were nowhere near <laughs> when they, during the makeout sesh. So <laughs> I, I would have just been like, oh, y'all don't know how to defend yourselves after all this time since since the fall. Then that's that's on you. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um, that's uh, yeah, that's wrong place, wrong time type of thing for Eugene and Stephanie. And Eugene, like you said, he. He stands up for himself uh, and doesn't get the the benefit of the doubt, and you have to take the word of uh, Sebastian Milton there uh, just by being um, Pam Milton's son. Uh, you gotta you gotta get the the benefit. He gets the benefit. He gets the privilege, uh, if you will, and that's that's what that is. And uh, Sebastian's just one of those privileged white kids basically who <laughs> are uh yeah. just get all the money uh they have all the money just down just uh get sent down uh and doesn't uh need to do anything to advance uh in life and uh and they are just oblivious to the world type of thing so uh and you have to then get basically just by the position that he's in uh, he doesn't really have to do anything to 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 be on good graces with anybody. Well, not good graces, but he doesn't need to do anything to advance for himself. So, um, and Mercer, we'll kind of see the Mercer side, hopefully, of this as well. Uh, and being the the head guard and what uh, kind of falls out from that because of uh, what what his position is so hopefully we get kind of some some of that from his side uh and needing and not wanting to maybe protect uh sebastian so um i'm excited like i like you said i'm also kind of most uh excited about the commonwealth storyline than the other storylines uh because during this kind of part in the comic books, we didn't really get a lot of Alexandria either. Uh, and we got a ton of Commonwealth things, uh, but not as much as um, at this time, Rick would have been in Alexandria kind of doing his thing and living living in uh, the common, I'm sorry, the Commonwealth. Rick was in the Commonwealth um, uh, kind of doing his thing, him and Dwight at the time, uh, where we're trying to get in good graces with Pam and, and kind of acclimate themselves inside the Commonwealth. So um, with this change in the, in the TV show though, um, hopefully we kind of see some of the, we are seeing parallels uh, with, with the comic book there. So uh, hopefully we kind of get a little bit more of that and where um, everything kind of falls out in, in the Commonwealth uh, ultimately. So yeah <laughs> yeah for sure i'm i'm really sort of curious to see how they go with it uh next week and then the, as the weeks sort of follow as we get into the next batch of episodes in 2022 
But, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely – I want more Mercer and Princess, please. That's my yes. only uh, <laughs> my only request uh, for, for some of these future episodes. But, um, yeah, so that I think that's pretty much going to wrap up this week's episode. Uh, we did go a little bit longer today, but there was a lot that did go down in this episode. And next week as well will probably be a longer episode because it is the sort of uh, mid-third finale, if you would, not so much mid-season finale, but – it's going to wrap up this sort of the first act of this story that we're getting in the final season of The Walking Dead. So thanks again for everybody that tuned in for these episodes. Uh, make sure to follow us on all the socials and like, share, and please subscribe to the Let's Get Ready Network because we are closing in rapidly on 700. So we would love to get to that number here as soon as we can. And uh, Corey Cameron, as always, why don't you let the people know where they can find you and what we got coming up here pretty soon. Yes, you can find Dagan and myself on any given Shmoday every Sunday at 5.30 Eastern, 4.30 Central uh, over on the LGR Twitch network, twitch.tv slash LGR network. Uh, and also we do uh, the show on Stereo, Stereo.com slash Corey Cameron and Stereo.com slash Dagan SB. Uh, you can find me personally on Instagram, Corey Cameron Visuals. On Twitter, Corey Cameron Viz, and my website, CoreyCameronVisuals.com. If you need any photography needs in the Dallas, Fort Worth area, uh, I am your guy. So you can look hey, me up. This guy, <laughs> you got to check out some of his work, man. This is the pro right here. But uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at DaganSB. That's D A G A N S B. And definitely make sure to go check out the interview that we just did with John the Outlaw Roca about all the drama and stuff going on with him in the movie Trivia Schmodown. Uh, we just did that interview yesterday, so it should be up on this channel here pretty soon as well. Uh, thank you all for tuning in again. We'll see you next week for Episode 8 of Season 11, the last one that we're going to be getting for a while. Then we'll be back with more of these reviews in 2022. So looking forward to it, and we'll see you all soon.